What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking into identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson, and with me is Logan Eaton, Carolyn Anderson, and my man, Brian Wiles. What's happening? Not much. Not, Not much. Much. Not much at all. Fall is happening. Fall is happening. Nice. You do that. For, I I thought that was like a pre-recorded thing. You do that new every episode. That's impressive. Every episode. Man, <laughs> that was like it sounded was, such the yeah, same. Yeah, it sounded so <laughs> like professional. I thought it was like you know they have like those pre-recorded little snippets, dude. Yeah, not I just scripted. I just learned something <laughs> new and got impressed from the <laughs> moment this thing started. That great. That is great. I have to script mine though. When you say what's up, I'm always like. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Cheat sheet. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> when there's a lot, I gotta pull up my sleeve and read off the, read off the words I wrote down. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. I got my own mic tonight. Oh, you did. Yeah, we we're upgrading. <laughs> Upgradage. <laughs> yeah, your sh- oh, seats. Your seats too short for you. <laughs> I'll try to sit up nice and tall. Nice, nice. Very good, very good. Yeah, so Brian's joining us. Brian's the pastor over at uh, H2O Church. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Came <laughs> fresh from uh, some fifth grade fifth, basketball. Fifth grade basketball. Watch out for the Bobcats this Ooh, year. Yeah. Coming yep. at you. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we actually, we talked about some of the things we're going to be talking about tonight. It's Whoa. our fifth grade basketball team, actually. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, me and you've talked about this, but try to try to teach a little character building, mm. you know, life skills. So I've added a life lessons Thursday this season. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really trying true. to. I yeah. mean, we're going to be there. We might as well, you know, try to shape and mold some young minds. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Fifth grade. Huh? How old's that? That's uh, my son is 11. So 10 or 11. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. So. I mean, might yeah. as well. Mine as well. That's when stuff really starts to take root. I remember, like, I can remember stuff from fifth grade sports. Yeah. And still, like, the coaching back then still, I think, helped mold me into high school and college and it's, all that stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's really crazy how, I mean, that's not what we're here to talk about, but it is crazy how that, like, <laughs> it, me and James always joke that fifth grade basketball is my number one priority in life, you know? So, um, yeah, but it is crazy how like it does sports have a way of like shaping you and molding you. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's all how you use it. It is. Yes. It can shape you and mold you sometimes probably in the wrong direction if you're not careful. So, Mm. yeah. So it's fun. And so your, your perspective, cause you're always coaching. Is it, uh, if you're going to be there, you might as well be involved. Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah, you know, there's definitely some times where I don't, especially if like I know some of the other parents or I trust them and I feel like they're going to do a great job, then I'm happy to like not coach. But yeah, in general, if it's like if I'm going to be there anyway, and especially basketball, that's what I played in high school and stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm more qualified to coach that than some of the other sports. So, sure. yeah. yeah. So, yep. As they get older, you kind of hand them off to other coaches but when they're younger you know it's fun to be able to do it yeah 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 that's yep. real cool great connection to the community too and being yeah. able to be around other families and kids and yep it's yep. awesome nice yeah so just came off that my number one priority in life fifth grade <laughs> basketball <laughs> got just that finished in. that's i got my uh, athletic yeah. gear on <laughs> these guys you're, you're gracious enough to push it back even a little bit tonight so that i could uh be here so appreciate it oh man love it love it yeah so we're gonna dive right in tonight talking about action mm-hmm. action to action and how you need some you need some of that goodness yeah so we're looking at uh, a passage in romans it's romans 12 6 through 13 and uh yeah let's get into it it's, Paul says, uh, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If your gift is giving generously, then give. 
if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if your gift is showing kindness to others, do so get gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident home. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Yeah, man, I like it. This idea, right? It's just, um, you know, he, he says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like laziness is, is a byproduct of the lack of knowledge of purpose and vision. And uh, without that, right, you just kind of wander around aimlessly and do nothing. And um, yeah, but the whole point is, right, that God gave us gifts and on purpose to use them. And it's our duty to employ them. So he's like, whatever it is, freaking use it. But I, this, um, this, this, I think it's verse 11 that says, um, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. There's a few different versions like this is in the NLT. I think mm. um, there's another one that says never be lacking in zeal um, and uh, and in like spiritual fervor or something. But anyways, I um, I checked out these words in the Greek and it kind of blew my mind. So, yeah. So so the verse goes, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Well, that word lazy in the Greek um, means to be tardy, mm. know, indolent, irksome, mm. grievous, and slothful, right? Tardy and slothful having the implication that we're required to show up somewhere. Like there's, there's somewhere where you're expected. And if, if you're lazy and doing nothing, you're, you're being missed. There's a hole mm. that you're created to fill. And the idea of grievous you know it it's it's grievous when we drag our feet Mm. or worse like you know totally neglect uh taking action and employing our gifts so paul says never be lazy right don't ever be that and he says instead work hard so this this greek word work hard it it means speed dispatch eagerness earnestness business earnest carefulness diligence forwardness haste mm-hmm. right the, the implication being that we're on a mission mm. and that mission is so vital and so necessary that it must be executed with the us, utmost care and diligence right and 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 there's like put some speed on it right like there's mm-hmm. there's this uh it's urgent like mm-hmm. take action mm. and then so it says, never be lazy, but work hard and then serve the Lord enthusiastically. And this enthusiastically, man, I was like, whoa, this is like, this is me. You guys might understand me a little bit more after this word. <laughs> but the Greek word means to be hot, boil for liquid or glow if it's a solid. Um, to be fervid or fervent. Fervid means intensely enthusiastic or passionate, especially to an excessive degree, <laughs> burning hot or glowing. Yeah. I was just thinking like the, the, the byproduct, like the, uh, that fervidness comes from this deep understanding of who you are and why you are, right? Like the, the fact that your gift is a solution to a problem. Mm. And so it's like the more you see that problem and, and the more you, you discover that you're the solution, it's like, the more that problem like makes you hot. Mm. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, it's okay if maybe like some other people around you don't, it doesn't make them as hot. Right. It's, it's, you can, you can tell where your direction is by like the stuff that we'll just use that word makes you hot. <laughs> <laughs> you still got three left. <laughs> But yeah, because it's, it's just like, you know, you just think you're like, if these people, if, if, if they knew what I knew 
or if, the, if, if they could experience what I've experienced, man, it's like, then they could be where I am. And, and not, not like it's a us versus them thing, but just in anything like mm-hmm. function over like malfunction. Mm-hmm. It's just like, if I could just, you know, if I could just explain or present or somehow, you know, serve up what I have so that they could taste and see function. It's like, that's that hot. That's that thing yeah. that, that pursuit, that, that brings in this earnestness. Um, yeah, this haste, this forwardness, um, for action. Yeah. What do you guys think about all that? Thank you. Is it the, if you've watched any of the podcasts, <laughs> you might've seen some boiling, <laughs> some passion. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I think, uh, <laughs> this is, one thing that is kind of not related, but kind of related, like sloth. That have you guys ever seen a sloth? Like the the yeah. actual like animal. Yeah, yeah, they're crazy. Sometimes you don't even know if they're like alive or I if they're know. literally dead. <laughs> yeah, they're just, so, they're just so still. I know. I watched just one episode of Planet Earth on a plane one time, and it was there was sloths, and I was just like, <laughs> that is the most wild animal, and like it's it's unbelievable they can even survive. Like yeah. it's just crazy. So like the opposite of speed mm. is sloth, you know, cause they're just, they're so weird. They move so <laughs> slow. Like I'm just, fa- I was just fascinated with them. Um, so that's kind of related, but kind of not because, um, they move really, really slow. So it's like, don't move so dang slow. Paul is <laughs> like, yeah. you know, don't be like sloth. Like, yeah. Have some, you know, oomph to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I was also thinking, even just as you were saying, like, um, you're saying like in some sense it's okay for not everybody to have that passion about the same thing, you mm. know, cause you even go back to the section of scripture, you know, Romans 12 and it's like, Hey, some of you are gifted to teach. Some of you are gifted to encourage. Some of you are gifted to be generous, you know? And it's like, um, obviously in general, you know, I would, I would tend to say like, you know, God's empowered us with the same spirit. So we probably are going to have some, some overlap in what we're passionate about if, you know, we're all on the same team, but then at the same time, like when you get down to the weeds of it, there's certain things that like just make some people just totally come alive. Um, and then there's other things that's like make other people totally come alive. Mm. So yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think mm. that's a good observation. I think that's, what's so neat about the way that God makes us and wires us is that we do all have, and that's how like community and all that can become functional is because we all have our, our thing that we're more passionate about. I mean, all working together, all for the same purpose, but something that, you know, makes each person come alive. So then that really makes it, can make a community of transformation because you have the different facets of people and the different things that, you know, they're, that they are passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. I have like 16 random thoughts. Mm. <laughs> None of these have to do with this. Baby. You can try to tie them all. <laughs> but uh, I guess that second paragraph where Paul's talking about like not pretending, mm. um, I think it's just, it's easy to base everything off of just emotion. So it's like, don't just pretend to love others. Like we see, like we read about, okay, honor each other, put others before yourself, do these things. And it's, and it's almost like if it's not, if there's no emotional reaction to any of that, then we must not be doing something right. So I think I just, that second paragraph made me start thinking about emotions and just how like so much of it can't be, uh, you know, based off of emotions, especially if there's like something you're passionate about or something, you know, your gift is, um, emotions can get in the way. Like, you know, you can get these thoughts or these feelings of like, Oh my gosh, that's going to be tough. Or, you know, what are people going to think or what, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. So it's like, I guess just, not managing but like uh being conscious of your emotions with all this stuff and not just you know doing things just to do them but but figuring out like sitting down and really figuring out like what what lights you on fire Hmm. um and not letting emotions dictate any of that um just like laziness and slothfulness it's like that that all those things are based on emotions they all get rooted back into emotions i don't feel like doing this i don't want to do this um or somebody else will do it. I just want to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's all rooted back. And it's just to me, it seems like it's so much of it's so much of my laziness and slothfulness is rooted back into an emotion that starts with like, well, I'm just tired or I don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. And so if you can control or 
be at least be conscious of what your emotions are you can start to kind of change um how you react to those things and, and start to get into these things with with passion like you talk about the second thing was like um that enthusiastic piece uh we're just talking about glowing glowing liquids and solids and stuff and i just I guess what I thought about there was just radiance. So when you get into something that you know you got to do, something you're good at, something you're passionate about, you start to become radiant. You start to actually fill this this light of the world um, scripture. Because uh, I think I think I used to hear that and be like, okay, well, how do I how do I be the light of the world? You know, I'm not good at going out and just evangelizing to people. You know, I, I really don't feel like my light gets turned on with that. But um, I think like what you you were talking about last Saturday and then tonight when you go out and you prove function by doing something that you're you're passionate about something that gets you lit on fire I think you become like radiant like what he's literally mm-hmm. what, what is defined there like you become glowing and that's like starting to fulfill the light of the world people look at you and they're like holy smokes what are you doing in your life that I need in my life mm. um, and I just I, yeah so all week I've been thinking about what we were talking about or what I heard you talk about last Saturday just like proving function so when you prove function you actually become like radiant, glowing, and, and 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 on fire, and people see that, and they're like, "Holy smokes! Whatever you've got, I need to have." Um, and when you prove it through action, and you prove it through your speech and all that stuff, people can't argue that. Like people can, you can debate and have theology debates and all that stuff, but when people see you and they're like, "Okay, you have something different," um, you're literally becoming a light, and uh, and a light that can like light other people up too, because mm-hmm. because just because you're proving function. So that's what I thought. And, and all that, but um, yeah, good stuff though. Yeah, don't let it. Don't let your emotions be the root of, of, of what your your hard work is and what your laziness is and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it comes back to that that knowledge of understanding of who we are, who God is, and what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And because, like, kind of like you're talking about, like, oh, I don't feel it, or somebody else will do it, or, you know, well, if God really wants it done, like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get it done. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he gave you a <laughs> gift. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right? It's like, yeah, the there's people who are crying out for a solution, and I, b- I believe that it's like people are like, they're, they're like, they're crying out for a solution. And God's like, freaking, I have a solution, right? It's in Logan. It's in James. It's in Carolyn. It's in Brian. It's like, it's in my people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is the thing that creates this, this grievous is, uh, is, is when the people with the solution don't believe they have the solution or mm-hmm. aren't the solution. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it's, it's the use of that gift, man, that displays the splendor of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I wrote, I wrote an article today. Um, I can't. Oh, I think I got it here. What the title is? But any, anyways, it's um, essentially. Oh yeah, the great controversy mm. in the mind. Like this idea of like every single one of us has the sense that like we are called to greatness. Like your, your life matters. You've got something that matters. You picture the future and, and you freaking matter. Like you're affecting change. You're creating something, building something. And it's, it's legit, right? We've all got that. But then there's this like idea of like, all right, if, if, if you were to ever consider like what it would take to do that, it would take the, everything you have, right? It, w- it would take giving your whole heart to it. It, w- it, w- it would necessitate commitment diligence discipline like it it, it would for you to become to develop to grow to mature to be able to realize like your vision it would necessitate a a reshaping of your time the way you used your time waking up early right to maximize more time what you did in the evenings right it, it would all be geared towards learning and growing and networking and creating new relationships building whatever it is that's inside of you and then actually deploying it like using it so it's like that to actually tap into that greatness it, it would necessitate a shift of, of of your entire life right so with that, then the, the great controversy is there's this giant fear because on one hand, you're like, I've got this thing inside of me that's like, it's going to be good. But then there's a lot of people and I've been here and whatever. There's there's this other thing where it's like, 
no, maybe that's the flesh. Maybe that's arrogance. No, if I do this, what if I'm actually, um, what if I'm trying to gain my life and that's the thing, right? Or, or what if somehow, if I, if I really commit to this, is this somehow going to take me away from God? So there's this great controversy between this thing that God put inside of you to become great. And then this massive fear of, I feel like this thing that I'm called to be is the thing that could take me away from God. And then that controversy kind of renders us useless because it's too high of a cost to kill your relationship with God. Right. But at the same point, there's this thing that keeps rising up because freaking God put it there. And so due to incorrect information, it's just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And so it, it causes you to be lazy and slothful and seek out entertainment because it's just like that. That's easy. I know, I know, it's predictable. I know what's going to come tomorrow, right? I can do the same things, keep getting the same results. Like, like it speaks of safety and security, mm-hmm. but in the end, it's really, there's, there's, there's this bill that's incurring. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, it's it would be too expensive to pay, but it's not because anybody longs to be slothful, right? Like people get in that, you, what well, we've all been there, whatever, but like you're there and you're like, freak, there's something more to my life. Right. But then there's still this, this, this controversy in your own mind, in your own soul. And I was just thinking about, you know, we talk a lot about this, but it's like, uh, and then there's a lot of people who lead the world with inventions and innovations and business and science and government, right. Who don't believe in God. And they are literally shaping the world. I mean, they're, they're, they're creating inventions that we're all using. And like, you know, we wouldn't know what to do without them. And just this idea of like, it seems like the people who are tapped into God, who, who created all things, should have an upper hand in everything, right? Like in function, in business, in education, in like we should be leading the world. And I was just thinking, like, what's the big difference between, you know, somebody who changes the world and then somebody who who lives in the world that somebody else created? And I think that the, the big the tipping point is that the people who change the world like give themselves permission to go all in. Like they give themselves permission to dive so deep into knowledge and understanding that they they come up with these just massive insights that then they apply and it revolutionizes the world. Mm. Where it's like the people who don't change the world don't have less ability. They just were never able to commit to, to giving their whole selves to it due to fear. But it's like it necessitates your whole self. You know, Paul tells Timothy, he says, give your whole self like to these to these lifts of, of duties. Paul, right? Uh, as we'll get it in a second, right? It's like he gave his whole self to his call, right? And he considered his call more valuable than his life. And he proved that even with his life. But yeah, just this this great controversy of like that slothfulness comes due to just the lack of knowledge of just the the value that is you, right? I mean, just the fact you're talking about like the, the many members, one body, many members, many parts, every part vitally necessary. So people walk around being like, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as special as them. I'm not as good as them. I couldn't do that. No, you freaking could. If, if you took the time to develop it, right? It's like, that's the only reason why anybody else got anywhere is because they took the time to develop it. Mm. But yeah, I don't know what do you guys think about all that. I'll go back to the, like, what's that? What's the scripture where it's like, uh, where he does say like, whoever is, is it, uh, whoever gains their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life will gain it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that, that right. Yeah. Okay. So I was just thinking about that as you were talking. Um, I think, and maybe I'll just, I'll just say about, cause maybe somebody else thinks this way, but I used to think like that verse meant like, okay, I've got to have a low self-esteem low confidence, low self-confidence, you know, this idea that like, okay, if I'm not, not liking what I do every day, then I, then I'm doing it right. Or if, oh. if, I, if I'm, if I hate what yeah. I do every day, I'm doing yeah. it right. Wow. Then yeah. I'm not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was like, that was like, okay. It was like, it was like, uh, okay, I need to, I'm miserable. Um, yep. Doing yeah. good today. That's what I thought. But that's why I took that verse. But then I was, I was kind of thinking, um, just as you were, as you were talking and as I was thinking, like, I think maybe to me, like that means 
um, like when you lose your life to gain it, you, you believe in something that, you know, may, may cost you your physical life at some point, but then also, um, you do something that's going to cost you, you know, that is going to cost you, you know, things, your time, energy, money, resources. Um, so anyways, I was just thinking about that when you brought, when you, when you mentioned that, I just, I started thinking about that and, and, uh, but I used to think like that verse meant, okay, I've got to really think low of myself and, and, and be miserable. And then, and then, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but really I think so, um, you know, obviously I've, I've changed since then, but, uh, um, just that idea of like, you know, you know, think about what does that scripture really, really mean? You know, one believing in having a faith in something that could literally cost you your life in a life or death situation, but also like doing something that it is going to cost you regardless. So you lose, you're going to lose something, um, when you go into something that you're passionate about, or that you call to do, you're going to lose. Maybe, you know, you're going to, you're going to give time to it. You're going to give money to it. You're going to give your resources and it might look the same for everybody, but you're going to give something when you go after, you know, whatever it is you, you want to go after. Um, so I was just thinking about that, that yeah. verse when you brought that up. Yeah, but don't b- don't believe the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're the miserable, more miserable you are, the more in God's will you are. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's that sums it up, right? Uh, yeah. No, there's there's a lot there that you said, <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to keep yeah. up with all of it, but I think there's definitely I mean, some good takeaways in terms of uh, the. Um, the just reality that like God has given us this these passions within us, and there's nothing wrong with like pursu- you know pursuing those passions and that that desire that He's put on our hearts, you know. And it's it's kind of like working, you know. We're down in your basement, you know. They can't see it, but you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of weights around here, you know. And it's like that. It's kind of like working out. It doesn't mean that there's not sacrifice and pain involved, but there's a purpose you know (laughs) and there's a goal in the end you know and that's to bring glory to god and fulfill the 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 vision that he's you know implanted within you and and that does look different for every single person but and and there could be some pain at times but there's also like a reward at the end of it you know which is which is the beautiful part of being on his team you know so absolutely yeah yeah well that that's where the vision comes in right so Without vision, man casts off restraint, right? And so restraint being like discipline and uh, yeah. holding a course and this yeah. and that, right? So without vision, you wouldn't have restraint. Without vision, you wouldn't hold a course because you're not on a course, right? So yeah. it's it's not like I got to read the Bible, otherwise God doesn't love me, or I got to do these things, otherwise what you like chasing after righteousness. It's like, <clears throat> no, I can see, like, um, I can see. You, I get, you get the glimpses of how big of an impact you could have. And if you really want to have that impact, it's going to necessitate a ton of work. Mm. Like just because you have a dream, the, uh, the, uh, a big misconception would be like, it'll just happen. And that could sure. be further from the truth. Right. If you wanted to lose weight, it's not just going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to get strong, it's not just going to happen. If, you, you want to get a new job. It's not just going to happen. It's not, somebody's not just going to call you up and say, Hey, you know, we, you know, we never heard about you, but we'd love to have you come. Right. It's just like, it's going to take a ton of work. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, Grant Cardone talks about it. He's like, look, even if you have the best product that will change somebody's life and you offer it for free, nobody will take it because nobody knows about it. Right. I like it's, it, it's, it's going to necessitate a ton of action to be able to create what you're going to do, which is going to necessitate a ton of learning, right? I mean, Miles Monroe talked about he'd read four books a month, mm-hmm. right? And this guy's traveling around. This guy wrote friggin' a ton of books. Um, it's just like, it, right, like it, it costs something. It costs like your comfort. It costs like sitting on the couch, like binge watching. Like that's right. just like that. that has no place in in your life where when you come to this point it's like okay this this, this kind of all in 100% committed 
it's going to necessitate everything you are like that you use all your time. I'm not saying that there's not time for rest or whatever. I'm just yeah. saying, depending on how big and hot and wide and bright you want to create a fire, like your action will determine what happens. Right. So, yeah. And, and even with the whole passion part, right? Like, don't be confused. It's, it's not like every, it, you know, even though you're doing what you love and you're doing what you're called to do, it doesn't mean that everything's like warm and fuzzy. It's like, right. it actually, it takes a great deal of focus to create what it is you picture in your mind. It's really easy to dream. It's like becomes quite challenging to like turn it into a reality, but it's okay that it's challenging. Yeah. But it, it's going to necessitate action. It's going to necessitate discipline and yeah. diligence and perseverance and persistent insistence that thing won't come out of you and you're like i insist you come out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think the thing i keep thinking about is just that plan and you know it's like even with your own day it's like i can wake up and not have a plan for my day and then that like creates laziness like because mm. i didn't have anything i would like plan to do i didn't have like priorities and so it's like almost when you have less going on you can become lazier or it just like, so just that plan. And so like, whether it's your day or whether it's like some big dream, it's like having the plan in place, knowing where you're going and you've committed to it. And so then it just kind of forces the action instead of like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here or, you know, like, I, I mean, I feel like I literally have days with that where it's like, you kind of mm -hmm. just get into that, like, and you can even get depressed over that. Cause you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just shift into that mode of laziness. But it's like, if you have a plan, whether it's your day or your life, which, you know, hopefully yeah. for your life, but it's like when you, when you know where you're going, then that necessitates action. You know, yeah. you, it's, yeah. it is harder to sit in laziness when you, you literally know where you're going because mm -hmm. you know that you, you see the steps that need to be taken. I mean, obviously you have to keep the motivation going, but yeah. I was thinking too of that. I think it's a Dallas Willard quote where he says, God's grace isn't opposed to, um, effort it's only opposed to earning you know so like uh, sometimes people think well it's like it's like you know ministry you know for example you know like uh it's just it doesn't really matter like what we do it's just all about god's grace anyway you know and of course in a certain sense that's true i mean god's grace is all-encompassing but then on the other hand it's like um no the grace doesn't mean that we don't have to take action <laughs> that we don't have to put effort into the calling that we have um it just means we didn't earn it you know it's you know you may have this amazing vision for your life you know or your ministry or your business or whatever um and and you think just because you did a certain action that you deserve a certain result well that's when you can mm -hmm. kind of get into trouble a little bit um but if you're like no I have, I'm partnering with God on this vision. So there is, there is this reality of like, there will be effort and sacrifice and all the things that we're talking about. Um, but I don't own the, what I deserve or the results of that. I can, I can oh, shoot for a certain result. You know, I can obviously, you know, pray for a result, you know, and, and, and have a vision for that. But at the end of the day, I didn't earn it. I, I put effort into it. So I always like that quote and think about it a lot in ministry because um, it can be tempting to just say, ah, it's, it's just all God's grace anyway. So just, you know, whatever we, yeah, we just show up. Yeah. And just show enough. up yeah. and float into it and whatever <laughs> happens happens, you know? So yeah. Pretty good at floating. <laughs> I think that's where it's like, we have a role. Like yeah. we have a specific role. It's not just like, we're all floating around and God's going to do what he does anyways. Like yeah. our, our effort matters. What we put into sure. action matters. Yeah. 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 Too. Yeah. So the plan. Yeah. And then like the execution of the plan. Right. So like discipline being the thing that would actually create progress, like mm. discipline and action where it's like you show up one day and then you don't show up, you know, for another week or whatever. It's like, when you only show up when you feel like it, it's just like you're never going to make any progress. Well, you know, it's like, you know, people are like, well, it's all about the journey. Well, it's like, yeah, there's a journey and a destination, but you're on the journey to get to the destination. So it's yeah. like it, we're, we're seeking progress. So it's like without discipline and without a plan, without some vision, it's like you can just scatter energy everywhere and you feel like and you, can, you know, and you feel exhausted, but it's like you made no impact. Yeah. Because it's like you didn't do anything specific. 
and you weren't working towards a goal. Um, I mean, uh, I think it can get a little weird when you're like, it's like, okay, we're going to go out there. We're going to make like get 10 people saved. Right. So you make yeah. people pray some prayer or something. You'd be like, okay, well, you know, we, we, and it's like, no, that's not it. It's like, that's like, those are weird goals, but goals of like, all right, we're going to create this program and we're going to promote it as hard as we can consistently and persistently. And we're going to see how many people we can bring in to create these relationships. Right. And intentionally cultivate, but it's like, the actions we're taking are, are going to then produce, you know, uh, what's the opposite of anonymity? Uh, what does that word even mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody freaking knows you exist. Um, you know, awareness, people, you know, awareness of what you're doing, yeah. what you're about, right? Yeah. For sure. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so for action, right? Like getting getting off the slothfulness track Mm -hmm. and getting into it and, and kind of stepping up to like the, 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 the great controversy, right? Like, okay, it's in me and maybe you're, you know, and maybe we're even working towards it, but it's like, all right, it's time to jump in. It's time to take action. It's time to throw caution to the wind. It's time to put your reputation, just throw it out there. Right. I'm, I'm not talking about being unethical. I'm just saying who cares if you go and you fail, if you try and it didn't work and you're like, OK, crap, whatever. Like it's just keep adjusting, keep working right. it out. Um, yeah. So. I got. I got. Um, yeah. Uh, just like a, a, a life hack, an action hack, you know, a tip trick, a little process. To just Love it. get you in some action. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's say, right, you got an idea, you got something, you got whatever, man. I mean, you got a business, you got a product, you got a service, you got a gift, you got, okay, you keep thinking about this thing. And whatever it is you're trying to build, you've been cultivating in your mind, but you're having a hard time getting that baby on paper or creating it or doing whatever. All right. What do you do? Well, you don't want to sit around and wait you know, in, in the idea of perfectionism, like it's got to be perfect before I can do it. Perfectionism is a counterfeit to excellence, right? It's, it's, Ooh, that's good. It ends up, it's tweetable. It, it, <laughs> it ends up, I don't even know what a tweet is. It ends up being an excuse for never taking action. And it's not that that would be like you, what you're setting out to do on purpose, but it's literally man, like yeah, over and over. It's like, okay, I, I can't, I can't get, I can't get the exact picture in my mind on paper. I can't get the exact words to flow exactly how I mean. So then I don't do it, right? Because it's because per- it's not perfect. I won't do it. Oh, so then days, weeks, months, freaking years go by and nothing's ever accomplished, right? So this is that lack of progress because there's a lack of action due to the lack of you know perfection. Well, perfection's not even a freaking a real thing. It's all about being able to work it out. Mm-hmm. So. So what do you do then when you got something, it's mostly cultivated in you, but you can't get it out on paper. It's time to create an environment that demands action, right? You got to burn the ships, if you will. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You got to put yourself in a sticky situation. So it goes like this, man. You got to freaking sell it. You got to sell the idea. You got to sell your program. You got to sell your service. Even though it's not all done, go and sell it to somebody. Convince somebody you got it and sell it. Because what that's going to do is going to demand action, mm. right? It's going to put you in a position because, because now it's not just, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not just fighting with an agreement with yourself. Like, no, okay, today I'm going to sit down and write it. Oh, I'm not creative. So I'm just going to give up. It's, it's now between you and somebody else. It's like, all right, you know, you think about your reputation. You're not going to be somebody who sells something and whatever you're going to sell it. And then you're going to produce. So you got to sell it. And you got to you got to put yourself in a situation that demands action. All right. So there's three keys to make this process successful. Key number one, you got to get sold and stay sold on what you're doing. Right. You got you got to to be able to sell anything to somebody successfully. You have to be sold on it yourself. If you're not sold on it, you're just trying to get money. It's not really going to work. 
but when we're talking about, right, Paul's talking about your gifts, um, you got to get sold on the fact that you have a solution to a problem and you're the person for the job, right? So in this arena, doubt is not your friend. So do not, under any circumstances, entertain it. Don't give it the nice seat on the couch. Don't feed it. <laughs> Don't talk to it. Doubt is not your friend. Mm. So we get, we get sold and we stay sold, right? This is where, kind of like you're talking about, Carolyn, where it's like it's, sometimes it's easy to forget what you're doing and where you're going. This is where you, you put it up on the wall. You put up the things that are just going to continue to cause you to think and cultivate on action, on ability, on call, on the expectation of greatness over your life. So key one, get sold and stay sold. Key two is you got to do whatever it takes to, to create and produce whatever it is you sold. So you just got to dive in and do it. This is, there are no excuses allowed. You don't get a mm -hmm. tap out. You don't get a crap out. You only get to take action right here, right now. Right. And then step three is you got to deliver. Right, you gotta show up and then dominate in whatever it is that you said you were gonna do. You know, David, when David, uh, David had to sell Saul on his ability to kill Goliath, right? He talked to Saul, he said, bro, don't worry, I got this. Saul was like, are you freaking kidding me? He's like, you're a kid. He's like, this man has been a warrior since he was a kid. He's like, there's no way you could do it. David's like, bro you don't even know right so this guy sold it hard right mm -hmm. you know over um opposition i mean he straight up said no he's like no 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 i've killed mm -hmm. the lion i killed the bear this guy's like looks just like one of those guys <laughs> so david not only sold it but then he went and did it mm. right straight up went out killed him bam mm. yeah what do you guys think about this i love the perfection thing what was the thing you said again is yeah, the, the tweetable a, thing? It's a, <laughs> perfectionism is a counterfeit to greatness or yes. excellence. Excellence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew, that's good. That's good. Because I think I am not a perfectionist at all. Um, and I think that's helped me a lot in life and ministry. Um, but I definitely have seen a lot of people just really get just so, you know, immobilized by this idea that everything has to be completely figured out or perfect or you know whatever before they you know again we can talk whether it's ministries or business or you know um even just a relationship you know or you know we have to have a, a, everything perfect before i could propose to this girl you know like you know all these different yeah, things yeah you know, like, yeah that's um, a real one yeah for sure and so it's like just the perfectionist mentality i think can really really stifle growth mm. in people sometimes. So I like that, but you, God calls us to excellence, right? So, I mean, it's not, that's not an excuse to say like, Oh, just you know, do whatever. It's fine. No big deal. No, we, you know, in our ministries, we want things to be excellent. We want them to be done well. Um, but we also can't wait around for it to be completely perfect before we ever take a step forward. So that was really good. That's not addressing your three steps, but that, uh, that's what stood out to me about what yeah. you said. That was good. The, in connection to that, you know, oh, the, just the thought, <laughs> it's there. It just left me for a second. Uh. <laughs> no, I, okay, it's back. I was thinking about. <laughs> it's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, something we've talked about before. It's like you want to be able to look back and be like, oh, we didn't do that very good, you know, like that first time, but you did yeah. it. And so it's like you can't look back and see that, like, you improved. So it's like it wasn't perfect when you started, yeah. but you had to start in order to to, you know, get it better and yeah. to improve. And so just that concept of not trying to get it perfect before you start, you have to just start. And then along the way you continue to refine and, and that's all the journey. Yeah. I was thinking about. For sure. Well, it's not even, I don't it's not even possible. I don't, in some things it's, it's not even, you couldn't, you can't even, you couldn't, you couldn't progress. Right. Especially when it's other people. I mean, you need data. Like you right. need, you, you need to produce something that's workable, that's good. It's like, it's just okay if it's not like every little thing's perfect, right? You're trying to make a business card. You just can't get it all. Or it's like, who cares? It's like, just give it to, they're just going to throw it away anyway. Just give, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. at least you did, you know, you yeah. gave them something. It, it's like, even like a BT, right? Like the BT class, I knew from the get-go, I was like, all right, I've got enough content to just start something. 
And I know that if I just go do it with what I have and I keep doing it, I'm going to get better and better and it's going to grow and it's going to expand. But if I never start, it will never become better. I'll never become more skilled. I'll never like, I won't, I won't grow that ability if I never take action. So I had to create something to the best of my ability, even knowing like, it's like, whatever, I'm just going to go and do it. Right. Come what may. And then I'm going to do it again. And then I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to like, this is that commitment where like I'm committed to succeeding. So I don't care, you know, if I totally bomb good, great. Then go learn from that bomb and then go bomb a little bit less. Right. And then, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like you, you can't sure. become better without collecting that data. It's like, once you do it, then you can tweak it, you know, yeah. uh, then, then you can add to it, subtract to it, rearrange it. It's like, but until you do it, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. There's a lot of life lessons in there too. I mean, I think, you know, cause so one of my kids in particular struggles with perfectionism, you know, and it's like, and Sarah and I've tried to talk about what, what is going on in his heart that you're and And I think like, at least on some level, there's some pride sometimes, you know, of like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to look dumb. I'm not willing to pay the, you know, pay the tax now of like making mistakes and maybe mm. embarrassing myself That's a little nice. bit or yeah. maybe, you know, putting myself out there and it not going well or, you know, so it could be pride. It could be, um, you know, it could be the opposite of pride it could be, you know, just the, the insecurity or whatever of like, ah, so th- there's something, there's usually an issue behind that. I feel like a lot of times too, that God needs to kind of root out of our hearts and, and minds. So, yeah. Yeah, there is a tax. I like what you said there. There is a, like <laughs> the like literally. Tax. No, yeah. you're gonna go out there. Yeah. And you're gonna. It's you know. Right. Like you gotta be. It's you gotta be okay and secure enough to be like it doesn't matter. Yeah, and we can learn from other people. Like it's nice when other people paid the dumb tax, and we can at least learn from them. And we have to pay a little bit less of a dumb tax. <laughs> you're still gonna pay yeah. your own. But <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where you know being dedicated to learning. Yeah. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you know. If you want to be skilled with your hands, there's only so much reading you can do. Right. Until like you got to put your hands to it. Yeah. That, that plays into number two. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> no excuses yeah. allowed. Like it's just action. Yeah. And so, you, you know, when you you might mess up, but there's no excuses. You just do it again. Action. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, maybe you don't want to call somebody and you're like, oh, freak. You're in such a pickle. Like you, 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 you forced yourself to get into every uncomfortable place. Like you've been hoping you were never going to end up. I mean, this, this, this is how you produce growth, man. Growth is in the uncomfortable. So it's like when you put yourself in a position where it forces you, that's not wrong. It's okay that like you couldn't, you couldn't do it by yourself. So you create this environment. Why? Because you long so much to get into it. So you're doing whatever it takes to freaking live, man, and, and to grow. So it's like, you're like, oh, crap. You know, you just do it. Do whatever it takes. Well, freak, well, if I call this guy, maybe this is going to solve my problem. Boom. Do it. Whatever it takes. Maybe I got to read this book. Maybe I got to read three books in one week. Do it. <laughs> whatever it takes. I mean, yeah. it's like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what happened, but it's somewhere at some point, there, there became this idea that if it's hard, you shouldn't do it. Like, you're going in the wrong way. No, it's like, it's like, whatever it takes like there's a the correct perspective is like no i've got it in me to accomplish this i have it in me to kill that beast of a man i have it in me to like live out the call on my life right so do whatever it takes to get it done what do you think yeah i was thinking Kind of like speculation versus preparation. Um, I think a side effect of perfectionism is speculation, over speculation at least. Yeah. Um, there's a difference between speculating and preparating or preparing. <laughs> Preparing. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between speculating and, and preparation. And I think yeah, I think I mean anything speculated is is it's, it hasn't happened yet. So it's not true. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think so. A sign of perfectionism is speculating. I think I'm a little bit of a perfectionist because I, I speculate so much. I overanalyze, overspeculate. And, but it's helped me to, to kind of, I heard a podcast once on speculation and, and preparation, and that kind of always stuck with me. And you can kind of sit down and be like, okay, am I speculating or am I preparing mm. for something? And if it's like trying to 
you know, pinpoint a future outcome or, or something that hasn't even happened yet. You're speculating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a point you got to prepare um, for certain outcomes or, or for a certain, you know, goal. But at the same time, um, speculation is a is a sign of uh, perfectionism. Well, the other thing I thought about was just confidence. I think um, I think um, maybe in the Christian community, maybe not, but confidence is looked at as, as you know, almost a, a, a bad thing, you know, because people mm. think about pride. They think about having pride in something. And it's like, no, you got to you gotta kill your pride. You got to kill your arrogance. No, you can't have any of that. But at the same time, if you're going to go through these three steps, it takes confidence in who you are as a person, confidence in who God sees you as mm-hmm. a person, confidence in in God, you know, from you, your confidence in God to, to follow through on what he promises. So there's a lot of confidence and, and it's not, you know, it's not just, uh, I'm not saying like have a, have this overly high self-esteem or like, you, like, you know, you do become prideful, but there's a difference between like arrogance and confidence. I think to get through these three steps, you have to have a level of self-confidence, confidence in who God sees you as a person, and then confidence, your confidence in God as a God to, to follow through on what he promises. And so that was kind of what stuck out about those, those three. Mm, Got to have good. confidence. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the stuff that creates confidence, right? Experience. I mean, you, yeah. the only way you can create experience is with experience. So you got to get into it. Mm-hmm. But even with that, it's like, all right, well, let's just say you, you don't really have confidence. Dude, do it scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it scared. Yeah. Like it's okay to show up and shake terrified you know yeah. or somebody it's like if you freaking got to crawl on stage do it yeah. show up like yeah. whatever it takes just do it right. whatever it takes deliver it doesn't it just it, do it scared it's like i don't want to make that phone call type in the phone number hit send you're committed dude just do it scared do it yeah. scared. it's like no i gotta wait till i no just do it scared you're gonna feel this terrible later when you still don't want to make the phone call so just do it right now it's yeah just like, yeah do it totally do it scared <laughs> Yeah, that's the only way to to grow. Yeah, yeah. I think so, some like the speculation. I like however, however you said that speculation or preparation. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Different things. That's, yeah. good. that's another tweet, mm, man. That's another. That's, a, that's another tweetable. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Brian's gonna have oh, some. Oh good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> look for look for those in a sermon and <laughs> coming sometime soon. <laughs> Those are both good. And I'll claim them as my own. Yeah. Too. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, you know, I just had uh, this great thought yeah. the other day. Because <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Speculation. Like Grant Cardone talks about this. He's like, don't um, uh, prematurely um, value anything. Like, like, don't make a call. Nobody picks up, but they don't call you back. Like, don't, don't value that. Don't think, Oh my yeah. gosh, they don't want to, they're not going to call me back. Maybe I'm an idiot. I can't believe I called them. Oh, you know, you just get all in scared. No, no, don't value. Don't, don't speculate. Yeah. Don't picture the worst. Right. right. Um, another thing is, um, no, I lost it. Oh no. Oh, it's contagious. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> there's one that speculation is like, if it, there, it's always negative. Like it's oh yeah, it's never a positive. Yeah, There's it's always positive it's always negative, which is interesting when you're yeah. thinking mm. about speculating. It's usually <laughs> yeah. picturing a yeah bad usually scenario. Anything positive is preparation. Anything positive <laughs> is preparation. Yeah, because yeah. sure. you're aiming towards a goal, and yeah. usually that goal is you don't want to aim towards a negative goal. <laughs> mm. But you do, and that's all you cultivate. Yeah, and then you wonder how you ended up there. But yeah, so then the other thing was take action fast. Like mm. so, again. Grant Cardone talks about because he's just always talking about action. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about like fear feeds off of time, right? So the more time you give something, the greater your fear becomes. So he says you want to take, you want to restrict it of its its source, which would be time. So just take action. So it's like to to avoid the speculation. All right, make one go. Okay, then just make another one. Like to to stay sold and not to like hang out and doubt just keep taking action keep moving forward if you if you if you put so much momentum in taking action and creating progress and doing whatever it takes to succeed then you're not sitting around thinking you're going to fail you're not sitting around like oh crap this isn't going to work oh my gosh who is like who the frick is that guy to give us this process <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> um no like it's like just keep taking action he's like 
you know, you, you do so much, you just, you don't have time. Or even if you, you know, even if you get rejected or you get whatever, it's like you don't have enough time to sit and think about it because you're too busy taking action, which goes back to that, that haste, hmm. that forward, the forwardness. I like the for this idea of forwardness being like your, your head and your shoulders, you're kind of leaning forward. And it's like that creates motion in your body and you just, it kind of goes like headstrong, head forward in motion, that earnestness to, uh, to show up. Cause look, man, ideas are divine solutions and it's our responsibility to cultivate them into reality, right? Uh, Miles Monroe talks about this. He's like, God doesn't give you anything complete, mm-hmm. right? It's like, he gives you an idea. Uh, you know, the, the, the reality is like God didn't give Adam and Eve, uh, Adam and Eve, uh, tables and chairs, right? He gave them trees, right? They were in the trees, right? He, he said there was gold, but the gold was in the mountains, right? It's like, it's like, uh, n- nothing was ever complete because it's like, we're, we're created to cultivate. And so it's like turning these ideas into action is part of function. It's part of who we are. And it's like that again, it's like your, your gift is a solution to a problem. It's a fulfillment of a need, meaning there's somebody with a problem, and inside of you is that solution. And so cultivating that by taking action, by being diligent, by having discipline, um, by taking the time to flesh out a plan, doing whatever it takes, you know, to give your whole self to it. I mean, in this, um, in Romans one, Paul says, he's like, I got this great sense of obligation to the people and both the civilized world and the rest of the world to the educated and the uneducated. He's like, and I'm eager to come to Rome to you as well to preach the good news. But he's like, I got this great sense of obligation, this obligation. I looked it up. um, It means to be in debt, like literally to like, owe somebody and an obligation is like, it's, it's a legal or moral like commitment to somebody. So God called Paul to reach the Gentiles. So Paul's like, I owe these people like the message of the kingdom. And it's like if and he's like, I, he refuses to default on the loan. But in the sense, it's like what he does will determine who hears. And it's like I, he's not saying like. I owe these people. It's like, it's not like just a, like a loose, empty word. He's and his life proves that like his life proves his belief that he literally owes these people an encounter with God. And so he would give his entire self to taking masses amounts of action to travel far and wide, go through beatings and whippings and stonings and shipwrecks and dangers here and dangers there to then being killed because he had this great sense of obligation. There was this urgency, this necessity. He's like, no, I am called here. He's like, I'm, I'm telling you this because it's the grace God gave me. It's like, he, he's discharging his duties intentionally, not just like, he's not just waiting around for this opportunity to arise. He's creating the opportunity. He's getting in front of people. He's, he's considering where he's going to go next. He's, he's going to where the people are. He's, and he's doing it, man. He's taking action with urgency because he, he understands who he is, who God is and where he's going. And that creates that, uh, hotness, that enthusiasm, mm. that spiritual fervor, that what is it? Let's see if I can find. Yeah. That um, oh man, where'd it go? Oh yeah. Intensely enthusiastic or passionate, especially to an excessive degree. Come on, somebody. Get excessive. <laughs> <laughs> I like that creating opportunity. Mm. It's like this does not it's not just handed to you, like you, you do have to take effort to create opportunities and i mean that that's what paul did like he went to the the right places to create opportunities Mm -hmm. that's good yeah yeah pretty much laziness (laughs) if you're feeling lazy it's because you lost sight of something get rid of it (laughs) 
<laughs> it says never be lazy. Never. I could have looked that word up. I'm pretty sure it means never. <laughs> <laughs> <Not ever. laughs> so in all you do, man, get speedy. You're dispatched, sent, called out on purpose with some forethought, some in thought. <laughs> like a babel's. You were called, man, and you freaking matter. What's inside of you matters. And you offering it to people matters. Live your life like somebody else's life depends on it. Because it does. My good peoples. Until next time. Peace.